The power of the universe is at your full disposal. This is the PowerShell Podcast. PowerShell Podcast. So simple, yet so complex. It's all about PowerShell and the PowerShell community. The power of our future. Without further ado, please help me in welcoming Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey everybody, welcome to the PowerShell Podcast. This is our first first go-around. Yep, pretty uh, excited. I'm, I'm excited. Decided to get this started. Uh, we're covering some things like PowerShell information, but the, I think the main focus we both agreed on is we want to highlight the community just because anyone that's been a part of the community really appreciates how great it is. So we want to encourage more people to join in that community and make it just even better if possible. Yeah, be like a resource, a recurring resource to point people to awesome things going on in the community, help connect people with information, uh, bring the community together and just be a great resource. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess the important thing we do, if we're going to highlight community, we should we should uh, find some people that have already contributed uh, with uh, like we had a blog. And this is a blog. I think we both agreed we use this a lot when we were first learning PowerShell. Uh, it's from Kevin Marquette on PowerShell Explained. And it's everything you want to know about PS custom objects. Yeah, this blog is an oldie, but a goodie. It's not written in the past year, but it is that type of blog or resource in general that you just keep referring to over and over. It's useful. There is a couple of tidbits that you have never heard of before. And there's maybe some stuff that you've already known, but you can copy and paste a bunch of it. And for me, and I know a lot of people in their PowerShell journey, they came back to this uh, blog a whole bunch because PowerShell custom objects are awesome. And interacting with them in the beginning can be a little bit daunting. And this blog helps give you a great guide and a great resource uh, for your interactions with PowerShell custom objects. Yeah, and he doesn't just give you the, the what about it, he gives you the why, which is, is also useful because if you understand why something's happening, a lot of times, and I know I'm guilty of this, I'll just go out, how do I do this? And then I see what works and that's it. I, don't, I never think about it again. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up asking the same question again. If you learn why something behaves a certain way, it's more likely to stick with you. So not only does he give you a whole bunch of useful advice for getting it started, but he also will give you a solid baseline so you remember a lot of the information that's in there. It's, uh, and we were highlighting the PS custom object, but any of his everything you want to know about is worth a read. It, it does a very deep dive, and I, I love his blog. It really is a top-notch blog. Definitely check out his other stuff. All right. Uh, I'll mention a couple more things about this blog. So okay. if you are more on the beginner side and you read this whole blog, you might get a little bit confused towards the end. And you don't have to know everything in this blog. Like it's a great resource. It explains the why, but you don't have to know it all. If you're reading this and you're like, oh my gosh, I am not ready for this. That's totally fine. Just use the beginning part, creating a hash table, creating an object, that kind of thing. And and as time goes on and you get more comfortable with these concepts, you'll be ready to take on some of the bigger um, topics. Yeah, it's, it's one to keep bookmarked for if, if it feels overwhelming I mean go and do other things come back and it's, it's always going to be there and it's it's well well worth it exactly I think I use this for the PowerShell I'm most proud of I used uh, this a lot which I guess we'll cover in the next part that you're making me do so mild tangent here <laughs> um, when like kind of through your adventure with PowerShell how did you handle that kind of thing where you would read a blog post or a chapter and you would see some concepts that were like way too confusing? Just your brain was not ready to start understanding what was going on there. You had other stuff to do first. How did you handle that? Did you ignore it and come back later or? Uh, well, for, for me, the 
I can actually remember exactly the thing I struggled most with was calculated properties. Right. And it was, I was uh, running PowerShell and I was trying to grab a report for my boss basically. And there's something I didn't have, but it was elsewhere. And I didn't even know how to ask the question on how can I include this right out, right out the gate. And I searched online, but I didn't find it mostly because I didn't know what I was looking for. So what I ended up doing is I went and talked to a developer in our company and I broke down, he wasn't a PowerShell developer, but a lot of the concepts are the same. I broke down, this is what I'm trying to do. What do you call this in, in C sharp? And, and he pointed me in the right direction, which at least got me to the point where I could Google the right things. And then from there, even then, uh, I think I did it wrong a lot. It was just one of those I had to keep on. Once I could find the information, it was just keep on doing it until it just made sense. And I found that I desperately needed it in that one case, but there's a lot of times where it would be nice to have, but I don't necessarily need it. But it was just, right. every time you add it, it's just, it adds value. Yeah. Um, the way I kind of view that kind of thing, uh, approaching topics that you're not ready for, I kind of, I like to read through it the first time and I feel like it's sketching a picture. Like you just have the initial line of like what the picture is going to look like at the end. You have no clue the details yet. But then as you go through, you keep filling it in and then eventually it all clicks uh, and you're ready to take that next step. I, I really enjoy that about PowerShell because it, it helps you out early on. And then also as time goes on, there's more advanced stuff and you can keep pushing the limits of what's possible. So awesome. Yeah, I, th I think for the first couple of years I was doing PowerShell, I didn't even know what object oriented was or why that was so cool. Just because right. I had no, no background in anything. I picked up PowerShell because a person I respect said, if you want to stand out, learn this. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't come from a traditional programming background where they'd be exposed to what all these terms mean. Uh, so, I mean, the, w the way I always figure you get started is find a task you hate and use PowerShell to make it go away. And the initial return on investment is going to make it seem not worth it. But eventually you'll get more practice, go faster. You'll have more time to do it because you're automating more. And it just, your life's just better. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, so I guess the next section I want to do is want to highlight people that contributed to the community. Uh, I wanted to highlight valuable people. And you said you wanted to start with me uh, to make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, because and I think before <laughs> we actually hit record, it, you kind of mentioned it. It's like um, you haven't been as in the PowerShell community as much as teaching people who are getting into PowerShell, directing them, educating them. You haven't been like uh, in the PowerShell Slack or Discord. You've been creating content, helping people for years now, years and years. And so a certain uh, audience of PowerShell is very familiar with you. Yeah, I think ultimately uh, I'm on the outside looking in. So I see the community and I, I view what they do, but I don't really contribute in that end. And then I just write things on my own, which... I mean, it's helped me learn a lot and I think it's valuable, but uh, what I need to do is start joining the community a lot more, which it's weird that I haven't just because they've always been so welcoming, but I don't know, the, the company uh, we work for ended up taking over my social media accounts because I couldn't self-promote. I wrote something I was proud of. I can't remember what it, what it is anymore. And like, oh, you should tweet that out. And the, the idea of doing that made me break out in hives. Right. So, so I just have a hard time reaching out to the community and... I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying to get better at that, but yeah. I, I do think I have resources out there that are valuable. For sure. And I think a lot of people share that experience uh, that you had of like maybe writing some stuff and like not really being comfortable sharing it necessarily. Like that is its own challenge. And 
for different people, that's a harder challenge. I know for me, I had to like play mental games to convince myself to share things. Um, like, you know, really convince myself, Hey, it's okay. If this isn't perfect, this doesn't have to be even really good. This just has to be an attempt. And if there are any issues, you accept feedback and make it better. And that's it. Um, and that's how I had to kind of sell it to myself. But yeah, and, and every time I put something out there where I have gotten feedback, if it's something I have done wrong, which obviously does happen, it's never been, Hey, you screwed this up. It's, it's more, I get a probing question. And why did you do this? Uh, right. The most recent one is trying to track down the log for J stuff. Mm-hmm. I wrote something that per- I personally don't like. I didn't like that one at all, but it got, it got a lot of views. And there was a comment in there saying a question about uh, the, the way that I did the opening, like the, the format of my code and then me using stream reader instead of, uh, I forget what the other option is, but stream reader is pretty uncommon. And, and it opened up a, a good dialogue between us where he was right. His formatting at the beginning was more succinct and it did the same task. Uh, but then I got a chance to talk about why I do stream reader and point him to Josh King who does all, all kinds of speech about the, the fastest way to, to code. Yeah, I think he's done a couple talks at Summit about how to write your code as optimal as possible for performance yeah. reasons, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've never dealt with the large enough data sets where it has been an imp- impediment yet, but I'd like to hope that it never will be now because right. uh, I'm following those kind of practices. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I, um, I want it. I haven't really worked at huge scale, uh, like organizations where if I deploy a script and press run, it's going to potentially crash the world. Um, but I like to make my scripts in such a way that they will scale. Like if the company at some point scaled to that size, the script would be ready for them. And it would be, I wouldn't have to rewrite it and spend more time. Yeah. And his talk definitely helped me learn a couple tricks to avoid some huge performance issues. The, the first blog I ever wrote, was actually my first introduction to how active the community was as well. Uh, I wrote a blog about uh, connecting to Spotify and automatically building your hipster playlist. Basically, just find not frequently played music and make a playlist of, you could specify genres, but it, otherwise I'd grab five random genres and five unpopular bands from that, or not, unpo- I guess, unpopular works in this case, and to build a playlist called Before They Were Cool. And I was just doing the screw around, but at the time, uh rest method was complex and convoluted and i mean mm. it took a lot to do it two weeks after i wrote that blog uh and i think you told me uh, mark kraus is the one that was largely responsible for this a change came through for rest method it basically invalidated everything i wrote it was all like i had blocks of code and it's now like a single line which so it was uh i wrote something just for fun for giggles and then the community and i'm not going to say ruined it they they improved the entire process like so it was good for me to learn the rest method that way. Cause I had a lot of under the hood stuff I knew better because of that. But now seeing that it's just like a single line or two, it's a, it makes it hard to appreciate the work. Right, <laughs> man. Mark put a bunch of effort into those commandlets and they are so nice now invoke rest method and, uh, and PowerShell, man. Yeah. Uh, if, if you are doing anything that's doing rest method and PowerShell, just send a mental hug to Mark because that is beautiful. Yeah. He put a lot of effort into those and uh, it's a very important commandlet. So it's, I, I love it now. It's, it's, it's much simpler. My, I, I probably should update that blog, but it was all just, it was screwing around anyway. It was, I made a joke at a meeting and it turned into a blog. Kind of a random question, but I know you said it was a hipster playlist. And I know at the time that was a word we used. 
I haven't heard that word in a while. It feels like, have you, I have not. Right. That's kind of weird. It just faded out on us. <laughs> if, okay. if I have heard it, it's probably because someone's talking about Portland. Right. Which, right. which were, but that's, that's not a place where, I mean, I don't know if it's ever been considered like a, a negative, but Portland has definitely embraced the entire concept yeah. of, of what hipster was supposed to mean. I've been there a couple yeah. times. I, I love that place. It's, it's fun to go there. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think they're leading a couple of trends, um, but I'm not too familiar with all the different places in this awesome world. <laughs> uh, I guess other things that I've done is I, on uh, YouTube, pdq.com, I have a, a web series on, on basically trying to get into PowerShell. I think I start oh, off yeah. with like get help and get command. It's just kind of, I tried to start off with, here's how without having to go to the internet, you can find what you're looking for, get information about the command you're using. And then I tried to go, uh, build on a little bit past that. And then uh, I, I think the first practical thing I tried to do was installing printers. And the first comment we got on that was use group policy, which I agree. I agree completely use group policy for that if you can. But it was just something I was just trying to, after a whole bunch of theory and help, I tried to do something practical and maybe I, maybe I could have done better there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll say this. I think you've written a ton of PowerShell blogs over the years, man. Uh, I know that you mentioned the Spotify one. Are there any others that kind of come to mind as either being really challenging to do or really fun, rewarding? Uh, well, when I moved over to content full-time, they just basically said, write something about PowerShell and make it something you love. So I built a retirement calculator. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I, I love that thing. I love Because I, I had a lot of issues where a lot of retirement calculators online that will basically assume what I made towards my retirement, I'm going to be spending a certain percentage of that in retirement. And that, that thought process was ridiculous to me because when I retire, I'm not going to have any bills. Obviously my expenses are going to go down. Right. So, so I, I got to modify it and build it my own way. And then I did a, a follow-up to that one where instead of the first one was, here's my retirement number. And the second one, based on what you're doing, here's the age that you'll retire. I, and I love doing that a lot. And it was a lot of simple math. And I found out uh, from that one, apparently the, that year there was a talk about that at one of the power show and yeah, I wasn't Lee able Holmes. to attend that one. Oh, Lee Holmes did it. I believe I so. Realize, yeah. I didn't realize I was falling in the, uh, the shoes of, or the, the steps of excellence. Dude, ripping off can I tell you a funny story about that? Go ahead. About that talk. I don't remember if it was that talk or right before it, but Lee Holmes, I had my little notebook <laughs> where I was taking notes of stuff, whatever. And I left it down. I didn't have like my passwords or anything written down, obviously. But I, I set it down, walked away, got some coffee or whatever, and came back. And I was sitting next to Lee Holmes, right? And I opened up my my uh, thing later, and I noticed on the back pages that he had written, like, I believe it was like a, a link to get his book discounted or for free or something like that. Um, but I couldn't make out the exact characters of it because he has like kind of fast handwriting. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of gave up, but it was kind of cool to see him. Yeah. Just, it's like some nice message and then a cool URL to go get his book. Did you try clicking on the link? <laughs> I, with my finger. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't realize that that's kind of the cool thing about the community, though. There's always fantastic information there. Uh, I, I'm sure he covered it better than I did in my blog since mine was all based on the mathematics of retirement as well. He probably covered a broader range. I don't uh, remember all the details of it, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I mean, I've, I've done a few blogs here and there. I'm trying to ramp up the amount that I write, but the webcast and prep for the webcast that we do weekly tends to take up a lot of that time. I did 
just last night finished a blog on uh, for each, which I focus mostly on the keyword over the commandlet or the method. Uh, that's not that's not live the yet. Keyword over the commandlet. So like for each dollar sign thing in things versus yeah, so, for each dash object that commandlet. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and the problem with for each dash object has an alias of for each, which adds the confusion. But yeah. basically, if you have a pipe, it's the commandlet. No pipe. It's it's the yeah. uh, it's the keyword. Or cool. you can you can call it as a method, but I, when I was researching that, I was trying to find information on the method. And even if you do get member against against a collection or array, uh, the method of for each doesn't show up. It works, but it's not listed under get member. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, it's hard to find information on that one. Interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, everyone agrees that using it, it is the fastest, but it it's all seems to be the most under the hood of, of all. Yeah. Those. Yeah, and there's a trading point with scripts. Like you could make them a certain way, or you can make them more readable and common, and yeah, maintainable. Yeah. For for me, the method was uh, quick. If you like, if you want to change the data type, or if you want, like, if you're doing something, you want to kill a bunch of processes, you can you can call the method kill within the method of for each and and do that. It can do those things very fast, and it looks clean. Nice. But yeah. past that, it gets pretty. Uh, it, it required me a lot of trial and error to to use it properly past that one, but it's not live yet. I'm hoping I'll go live next week. I have uh, people making my words coherent. Uh, I have a hard time hard time with commas. I put commas where they don't go and don't put commas where they should be. Words are hard. That's what they <laughs> say, right? Yeah, they they are hard. Uh, and then other than that, uh, are the webcast that I'm on most most Thursdays. I sometimes we're going to PowerShell. Usually if it's PowerShell specific, you're a part of that as well. Sometimes Dakota who worked with us. Mostly it's just on our uh our company itself, which we're trying not to, to highlight. So we'll go with that one. But if we do have a PowerShell webcast coming up, we'll definitely put up this blog in case anyone wants to come in and check out what we're talking about. Awesome. All right. Now that we're done making me uncomfortable, let's talk about Are how we you got to where you're at. <laughs> Well, well I, I'm I right here. So. Yeah. How, how did you get into that chair? Well, I took several steps, made coffee, and <laughs> mustered up the courage to sit in front of you. So no, the first time I met you was at the first summit I ever attended, and you you won the scholarship to attend that one. Yep, 2018. Um, that was so I was a sysadmin back then, and I was slightly into PowerShell through PDQ stuff. Like through watching, reading your blog. I remember reading your Spotify playlist blog. And at the time with where I was, like I had no clue you could go from this Windows PowerShell terminal to the internet and open up the world, right? That was kind of a new thing. As you said, invoke rest method wasn't quite where it is now. And so it was harder to do these things. Therefore, it was reserved for a more elite tier or a skilled programmer. But um, yeah, I got into it. And then I saw there was the PowerShell Summit. Um, and I applied and was fortunate enough to win the scholarship. So I, which basically means they, they were trying to find somebody at a smaller company or like earlier in their careers who, who could use the opportunity to go to Washington for a week and socialize with all the other PowerShell people and learn a whole bunch. And yeah, it was, that was a huge game changer for me because that just wasn't really on the, uh, the table at my former employer at the time. So yeah, that was super fun. Got to go to Summit, meet you. That Summit was. I've never experienced anything like it. Like I've I've been to tech conventions and I've never enjoyed myself. That was 
four days of just intense learning and nonstop fun. And I met the, the coolest people. That's the thing. The coolest <laughs> people. I mean, it was that took me back. I was so shocked at how awesome everyone was there. Um, such a great community. And I think that was intentional. Like, I think that if you look at kind of the people like the Don Joneses of the world, I think they were a bit intentional about trying to create a positive community, a healthy community. I don't think it was just like, oh, it's, it's all accidental. I think that, and when you combine it with a language like PowerShell, which is a bit enjoyable, uh, I think it really, it's a perfect storm to create what was an awesome, awesome for me, career changing week. And life-changing, yeah, they, really. The, the, I, they the relationships to, uh, and all that. It's clear they tried to cultivate the community with the code itself. And it shows instead of building something that functions and then try to correct the, It's all from the get-go. I've never felt that. I've never, first of all, I felt inadequate. Like the, the things that people casually dove into, I, I couldn't wrap my head around. But even though I clearly wasn't wasn't there yet, I was allowed in the conversation and any question I had wasn't, well, that's a dumb question. It was always, they're happy to talk about how they got there. I, I think, I think that convention was like, I've been doing PowerShell for a while just because I, I automated out a lot of my job without truly understanding what I was doing. I never bothered to learn about PowerShell. I just, I made it work for me without learning about it. That convention that made me realize that there's more to it. And that's when I started really learning about how PowerShell works. And I've been, I, I, I feel like I'm a lot better at PowerShell now because of what I learned there. I completely agree. And, and with the whole uh, feeling inadequate, not understanding everything, I was right there with you. That was my, you know, I was going from like beginner, intermediate PowerShell. I was hoping to be intermediate enough to function at a PowerShell conference dedicated to people who use it all the time. Um, it had to be worse for you because I was just an outsider. I was just there as, as a person. You were the scholarship attendee. So all of these people that, have written so much. They, they all wanted to talk to you. They all wanted to hang out with you. Like you, you, you were, which I think is awesome for you now, but at the time it's like, that's overwhelming. You had to face to face with so many people that made PowerShell what it is. I, I tell you what, they did such a good job at making me feel at home. Like the first day I was definitely like, Oh my gosh, is that Jeff Hicks? And I was so nervous to walk up and say hi to Jeff. But after a while, everyone was so kind. I felt so comfortable that I was willing. To, I, I took the risk. I was okay taking the risk at like, listen, there's a chance I could say something foolish and someone could make fun of me. But from what I've seen here, it's nothing but the opposite of that. So I'm going to embrace that and see what happens and, and really adopt like the grow and like take chances and learn from mistakes kind of thing that we try to do at our jobs, like with our scripts and modules and whatever. If there's an issue, we learn from it. But version one doesn't have to be perfect, but we learn from our mistakes. And yeah. That community, it is just so fantastic how they embrace teaching as learning. Because that's really what a lot of it is. People love teaching because they understand it benefits them as well. It's not a selfless thing, right? They kind of get something out of it as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely unique. That's why uh, last year I was I tried to capture, I, I did a recap of every day. Yeah. It was a remote one, so I can do it. I was, tr- I was trying to capture, and I think I ended up focusing more on here's what I learned in this in this meeting than about what it was like in the community, which I feel like is a disservice, but I don't mind highlighting the 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 speeches either just because there's a there's a lot of value in there. And I, you know, if people spend the time on that, they should they should get a shout out, I think. For sure. For sure. 
And I think they really appreciated that, man. It was great um, to kind of have the spotlight shown on the PowerShell Summit to an audience that maybe isn't aware of Summit even, you know? I'm, I'm going to attempt it again this year. It's, I'm not, it's going to be a bit more difficult because before it was remote. I was at my computer. I could take notes as I was going. This time I'm going to have to try to take more thorough notes. And then when I get back to the hotel room, write it from memory, which there's not going to be the recording. I can go back what was said here. So it's going to be a, a larger challenge this time, but I'm, I'm hopeful for it because I, I enjoy doing that. And I, I feel like it's worth getting the word out there about the people that are putting the time into the, the convention. Which it's uh, the end of April for, I guess we never talked about this year's uh, convention is April 24. I'm going to look at the exact date instead of guess. Uh, the 25th through the 28th. Yep. So I think there's still tickets available. Yeah, in Washington. Yeah. So if, if you can, I'd look into it. If uh, they have an on ramp now where if you're getting started, it's, it's uh, a little bit less technical, but they help you ramp up your abilities that way. If you are a long time user of PowerShell, and just want to attend it's 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 well worth it i haven't met anyone that's gone to that that didn't have an amazing experience amazing experience the community would love to have you as well yeah i'm looking forward to that immensely and i think that we uh may have james on uh before that to speak about on ramp and summit all that kind of thing yeah i'm excited about that one uh so i guess uh how did you prepare for your, since you're the scholarship, you probably felt pressured. A little bit, a little bit of pressure. Cause like, you don't want to be like, everyone has to explain everything to you the whole week and like, Oh, cool. But, um, I was also wanted to make the most of the opportunity, right? Like this was a very rare thing to occur in my life. And I wanted to make the most of it. I didn't want to just go there and like, yeah, free trip. Awesome. Yeah. I don't care about this. I wanted to go there make some new friends. And beforehand I made some connections. Um, because I think it was shared on social media that I want it. And maybe I got a couple of followers in the community who are wanting to support uh, me and be kind and stuff like that. And I don't recall how I initially got introduced to him, but I met Fred um, who works on PS framework, PS util, a whole bunch of stuff. He works at Microsoft now. Um, and he has some huge, awesome projects. But at the time, um, I was asking him some questions and he was showing off his modules like he very frequently does to people who are willing to talk to him about it. And he screen shared with me and like actually showed me stuff. Like we talked, he basically gave me a free lesson and just chatted and showed me um, how to get started working on his module because I wanted to do something. So I asked him if there's anything I could do to contribute. And he said, actually, I have the perfect idea of a command you can write. And he tasked me with a command that would basically show the definition of a function. So like, if you have a function defined in your PowerShell session, what code runs, like what's the definition of that function kind of thing. Um, so if you imported a module, you could run this command and look at the actual code of the command from a so module if, you've imported. So if when you created your function, if you followed the proper uh, documentation that you're supposed to, you get you can get something similar to the git command where you can find all the information about that function just from your from well, show or I think something like that. I haven't written the script in a few years, but yeah, there's <laughs> some extra uh, like on a function. I can't remember where it comes from, but yeah, there's some properties. They might be hidden. They might be I don't recall, but it's um it's called well the, the module is called psutil. Um, 
the command is called inspect. But yeah, that's what it did. It wasn't too crazy, right? You just basically kind of get a variable and check a property on it called definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but for me, that was awesome. I contributed to a project. I created a command that I could use in a uh, module that's usable by other people. And I did that. At the time, I'd never written a module, I don't think. Uh, not a decent one. And so for me, that was a huge deal. And whenever I went to Summit, I actually did a lightning talk about creating that command and presented it in front of you know, the whole Summit, including Jeffrey Snover. Um, which for me was awesome. I was really excited to be able to do that at the time. So I, I love the lightning talks because the the full sessions, it's it's a it's very practice out. And I mean, they don't they talk about the lightning talks is people that I feel like are ramping up to request to speak in the future. So it's like a trial run form where they just give a quick breakdown. So it's it's rapid fire. You learn a whole bunch of stuff quickly and you can just see people that are, they're getting ready to take the next step into the community. That's why I've never done a lightning talk. I guess. <laughs> it is a bit of a a step because it is a, a bit of something to bite off if you're going to agree to do a 45-minute talk. Now, I believe that everyone can do a 45-minute talk just speaking about what you've done, your perspective, a project you've worked on. Uh, maybe a talk wouldn't be selected, but I think that everyone has something of value to share. They just may need a little help understanding that that has value and maybe seeing what that story is and how to shape that. Um, but, I don't know yeah. if this is uh, common for other people. The moment I write something, my mind switches over. It's like, okay, I've written that. Anyone can do that. And it's like, I, I, I can't take pride pride in it. It's always like, oh, obviously I did it. Anyone can do that. And it's it makes it hard to, to look back and uh, highlight things that I probably should be proud of at this point. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel that um, because... I, like you, view myself as a normal person, right? What I consider normal, that's all I've known is myself. I haven't been in the shoes of anyone else. And uh, what I think, though, is that like all people of an average level-ish, like in a certain range, can accomplish amazing things. And we're just a testament to that. Maybe we're super smart, maybe not. But we showed up, and we keep showing up, and we keep trying. And uh, some of it sticks, and some of it doesn't. But the more we do, the more wins we have. So good on us for not giving up. Right. And then I think you took it even a step further than just giving a speech. Didn't you help run one of the automation summits in Tennessee, I believe? So for that one, I just, I spoke at PowerShell on the river in Tennessee. um, And I think 2019. And I also uh, most recently was the DevOps and automation summit, which was going to be in Tennessee, but ended up being online. That was for the same collective that does the um, PowerShell summits. But yeah, I helped do some content for them most recently. Uh, I did speak at the PowerShell on the river back in the day, which was really fun. Um, that went into, I spoke about Poshbot, which is like a chatbot. I love that part of my career where I was really doing chatbot stuff a whole bunch, which I still do chatbot stuff with Poshbot even. Um, but yeah, I did that and then went to Summit the next year. Wait, we need to tell them how you and I first gazed upon each other. Uh, that's a weird oh, way to put it. <laughs> Well, I'll give you my perspective. There was this incredible young kid hanging out of the window of an Uber screaming about how he likes the guy next to me. Yep. Is is how I remember it. Yep. (laughs) That's pretty much it. I got my um, hybrid Uber and I drove by and I saw Chris Powell, who was with you, who was at the time on the webcast all the time, learned a bunch of PowerShell from him. He has a bunch of awesome articles and blogs and stuff. 
on the PDQ website that I was referring to. And I saw him and I was like, oh, that's him. And I sort of recognized you, but I didn't really remember your name. I think I saw you like one time. No clue what I was like, Chris Powell, you're awesome. As I drove by. And uh, I think we met up later. Yeah. Or a couple of yep. times. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think I, it was, um, it was a, a fun first introduction to meet the guy who I yelled at. It was <laughs> awkward to be the one who yelled at someone out the window and then have to be like, uh, hi, like it's a funny fanboy moment for me. Well, we ended up, uh, that's what led to the, the picture where I think all three of us managed to look awkward at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and then the last night I got permission from my wife to buy just an outrageously oh. expensive shot of bourbon that we all got to try. And what was I that called? They, Pinkly Winkly? Uh, uh, it was like 21 year aged uh, Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, Pappy Van Winkle. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think we all agreed that it was a delicious bit of bourbon, but definitely not worth the price. But it was, it's an experience that I thought was fun to enjoy. I'm hey, we're talking about it now. So, hey, there's a memory <laughs> in your head that was yeah, a bit expensive, but worth it. Yeah. And that's where I took an equally awkward photo with Don Jones. I'm sure he didn't want me there, but uh, he was very gracious and I appreciate it. Don's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, is there anything else? I mean, I'm excited to talk about Chef Howard Show. I know this is. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, last thing I'll highlight was just, I'm speaking at PowerShell Summit this year. Um, that's kind of been the latest story arc in the PowerShell journey is I'm going to speak at uh, PowerShell Summit for the first time. It's my first time applying to, because I've kind of been afraid, similar to you. Right? Like there's been a certain pressure that doesn't really exist, but I sort of feel it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for to show people that like you can just take one step at a time and you'll you can do something in the PowerShell community or anywhere, really. I, I can say for me, sitting on the outside is something I want to be a part of, but afraid to take the next step. That's, that's not new to me. So I'm I'm glad you're taking the next step. I'm living vicariously through uh, your progressing as a person while I stay stagnant. I mean, you're doing this. This is <laughs> out there, man. I'm, I am excited for this. It's, and my favorite part is after this last segment here, we can talk about other community. We don't have to talk about ourselves anymore. And I can go back to doing what I really want to do, which is highlight the real community. I feel you there, man. There's a lot of stuff out there that is way greater than what you and I have done. Like way. You could find one person with one project that is just, this community has some amazing people who've had an amazing impact on the community and outside of it. It's a, uh, I think the, the conference where I learned about uh, Pester for testing your own code, which that was a game changer. That was pretty fantastic. That, that was also the first speech where I immediately felt out of my depth. The, the, the way they just went into what we're testing. I, I yeah. love that speech. I love the speech. I wish I remembered more of that one because I'd like to, to highlight some of those things. But at this point, that's four years old. But yeah, I've, I think it's on YouTube, though. Is it off to go see if I can find it? Because yeah. Pester's worthwhile. It's uh, knowing if your code's broken before you go or if something goes wrong is well worth it. Yeah. Write the test once, you have the test forever. But it's also when you're dealing with the PowerShell audience, a lot of that audience has never heard of testing at all your code or test driven anything. Mm. Um, so you have two challenges there. You have to teach them what testing is and what test test driven development is and all that kind of thing. And then how Pester implements it and how to use Pester. Um, but super valuable. And I would look forward to watching those talks as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. So I guess we always wanted a, a module we wanted to highlight 
and you picked one based on a very popular trend. Uh, yeah. P.S. Wordle. P.S. Wordle. Indeed. So that one's by the a lazy administrator, which I'm jealous of that name. Amazing title. That's Amazing so title. good. Uh, basically, he built his own version of Wordle with PowerShell. He just installed that module PS Word, Wordle, and it uh, right there on your computer. Actually, I thought it was a, a weird choice, but while we're waiting to start this, I had some time to kill, and uh, so I started just testing it. Figured I should probably play it if I were going to talk about it, and I instantly got two words I'd never heard of. What were uh, they? Uh, don't spoil uh, it too much. Give us just one. A Siebel, which I had to go Google it. And so I went and Googled it, and it's an alternative name for uh, Welsh onion, which is similar to a scallion. So I ended up Googling what's the difference between a scallion and a Welsh onion. It turns out uh, lower sugar content, more vitamin C in a Welsh onion than in a scallion, but they have a similar flavor profile. But it just it a Welsh off onion with, sounds like something I've never heard of it, but it sounds like a Rocky Mountain oyster. It, it does, but it is not. It is just, uh, I forget the, the name of it. It's basically an onion that doesn't bulb. At the end, it was similar to what you get with the chai or oh. scallion. So it's just an onion that does. Just, okay. I thought yeah. it was like a dish or some sort. It has a very interesting name. Nope. It is just, and that's, I'd never heard of it. And because of the game, I ended up researching it. And I'm, I'm a big fan of cooking. I have a, a whole thing where I cook spam out there on YouTube. If, oh, yeah. It, it was not good. It was not good. But I, I love cooking. And so I, it's an ingredient I never heard of, and I got to uh, compare it to one I had heard of and see the differences. And I don't know. So it, it's a it's a little game that I played to kill time while we're getting ready to start, and it turned into a whole learning experience for me. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Wordle. I think a lot of people are probably familiar with what Wordle is. You just guess, I guess, a five-letter word, letter-by-letter letter kind of thing. Um, I'll be honest. I'm transparent here. I've never played Wordle and I kind of like the fact I've never played. And I don't know if I, I like being the only one in like my friend group who hasn't played a game yet. And it's just, I don't want to end my streak of never playing, but if you've already broken your streak of never playing and you want to play in PowerShell or just check it out and have some fun because PowerShell is cool and it's, you do it in your terminal. Oh, yay. Check it out. Yes. Wordle. Yeah. So I, I had never, never played it before this morning and I guess I'm old for three. So obviously I'm not very good at it. Uh, I, try, I tried to cheat the system and just uh, I found some letters that were in there. And so I tried to just put the letters without forming a word and it, it rejects that. It has to be a word in the dictionary. So you can't just say, you know, an A is in there. So you just put an A in a certain spot and then guess other letters. You have to have actual dictionary words, which I feel like they just did that to to make it more difficult on me. But when I get a win, I'm, I'm going to scream it from the rooftops. When you get a win. Okay. <laughs> it's, it'll happen. It'll happen someday. Perhaps. I believe. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, if you if you do play Wordle regularly, just in PowerShell, install dash module, PS Wordle. It's right there. I don't know what the rest of Wordle's like, but I enjoyed that one. I would recommend it. Yep. Bradley Wise. Thank you. I was going to be jealous of that lazy sysadmin. Or not that's just good. the lazy administrator, but my goodness, that's perfect. That's, that's the goal. I think everyone's in PowerShell. If you have to do it more than once, it should do itself. All right. Uh, so we wanted to highlight uh, just something in PowerShell that we both have talked about. We never really dove into the reason why. And that's kind of goes back to the talk about the blog. If you know why, you're more likely to remember it. And that is, and I didn't know this was a thing until uh, VS Code. Why does dollar sign null need to be on the left when you're doing a comparison? 
And I, I, I looked it up instead of just, instead of just always doing it wrong and then uh, having VS Code say, hey, you need to switch this. And then it switches it for me. I looked it up. The first object in the comparison defines if it is scalar or a collection. So if you have, say, dollar sign, what, dollar sign variable equals dollar sign null, it's looking at a collection and it's comparing for each item in that collection if it is null at that point. And if it does come back as true, it's going to return null because it's only comparing null values. If you have dollar sign null on the left, it knows it's scalar. So it's just looking at the variable itself and says, is this variable null? So, so where does null go? Null goes on the left because you want null it to be scalar. You want, you want, you want the, the scalar option of null to compare against the entire variable of what you're in. Is, is, it, all, is it all null? Gotcha. But, okay. So, I mean, a lot of times it's, it's very rare that having that the wrong way means it's going gonna, it's gonna to break in any way. But there is a chance that it can happen. So it's just one of those. Now you know why. Even if you don't know why, just uh, put null on the left. Null on the left. Put it on the tattoo. Put it on your arm. Never forget. I need to get a tattoo. I'm getting a PowerShell logo tattoo. Nice. At some point. Not, not now that I've put it out there publicly, I suppose I need to ramp up my, uh, my, time, my time line on that. All right. Uh, and then I guess that was just kind of some cleanup news about, uh, about PowerShell. And then the first one, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Josh King, we were talking about speed. Uh, he also has written a module called Burnt Toast, which I don't know if you messed with toast notifications on Windows. Is that a lie? You don't know? <laughs> I have. Not, I have. Yeah, you have yeah, I, I know that you are, you are friends with Josh and have, you probably helped him test it before it was even version one. Um, I honestly love Burnt Toast. I used it at my previous job a whole bunch. It's just so nice. It's fun to add. There's so many use cases where you'd want to pop up a message. Um, maybe it's an important message you need to click on. Maybe it's just like, hey, your script's done. It normally takes 10 minutes. You're watching YouTube. You don't want to stop. You just want your thing to pop and say, hey, it's, it's sweet. Overall, is he has an, a new version where you can't just do a direct upgrade. You're going to have problems. And he's looking for people to help him test it. So if you use Toast notifications, please uh, down, download the newer version. And you can't just do a straight upgrade, it sounds like. Uh, I don't think the commands will work if you do a straight you upgrade. Okay. Yeah. So you want to, yeah, a fresh install, help them test it. If you find anything, if you want to contribute, this is the perfect chance we're talking about contributing to the community. And I guess if you got toastit.dev, and we'll have that link down there in, in the description. They go to the blog where he, he goes over basically the changes he's made to what he's looking for. Uh, and yeah, he, he's a, he's a long time community. I think he is an MVP because he's, his contribution community is significant and he's asking for help. He wants your input. This is a great chance to, to I've noticed I'm saying other people I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do, it. I'm going to stay outside in the community, the peripheral, you know, but, other, <laughs> but this is a great chance. If you've, if you've been looking for, some way to dive into the community. I think this is a perfect example. It's it's uh, you're helping out someone that's well respected in the community. His module is awesome, and you can learn a lot about that. And even if you don't want to write the code, help him test it. Bring it down and test everything out for him, and we'll make that module as good as it can be. Um, just a quick throwback to Josh. You mentioned how I prepared for Summit back in the day for the 2018 Summit. Josh King used to do live streams on YouTube where he would code things, and I believe he would even code burnt toast um and he did like some secret santa picker like all kinds of silly things but at the time i would set my alarm for like 4 a.m or whatever because he's in new zealand 
I would set my alarm for like 4 a.m., wake up and watch him PowerShell. Because at the time, I had no access to anyone who could code like that. So when I was seeing him do things and seeing, you know, all the little kind of details I learned from him, he and Fred and everyone else who helped me out along the way were so massively um, important in me being able to keep growing. And Josh in particular and Fred, really, but we're talking about Josh right now believed in me and has always encouraged me. I've gone to Josh so many times saying, Hey man, I'm thinking about doing a talk. What do you think? Hey man, here's my blog post. I'm nervous to post it. Could you give me some feedback? And you know, he would read it and just say, Hey man, looks good. Or, you know, and to have that is such a superpower when you're in a position where you're like afraid of taking the next step. Um, Josh helped me bridge gaps that might've taken me years to do without his encouragement. So Josh is awesome. Definitely give him some feedback on his uh, the changes to his module. Definitely check out his module. Definitely tell the guy he's awesome because he is. I'll, I'll commit to it. This I, I will make uh, Burton Toast the first part of the community while I try to have an actual direct impact instead of sitting on the outside. We'll, awesome. we'll give it a go. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited for it just because his, his stuff on the the on the speed, the difference in command and the speed for it really did change the way I viewed PowerShell because before it was always this works. I don't care, and that's. That's that's not good enough anymore, and that's, that's a lot of that's because of uh, his his talks. All right, we keep on talking about the community. Where does the community get together and chat, and how can they get there? Well, the Slack and Discord is where most live communication takes place. Um, there's also you know the uh, PowerShell subreddit, but I don't see that as being quite as uh, it is active, but not as active as the Slack and Discord. I love. Um, accessing the PowerShell Discord. And there's so many super knowledgeable people. A lot of the people you hear us talk about um, over the course of these episodes are going to be on the PowerShell Discord. So definitely check it out if you're having questions, if you're wanting to connect with someone you're early on in your journey, you want to just brainstorm, you want to bounce some ideas, go there. You don't have to do all your PowerShell alone and you know deal with all these problems just in your own brain. There's a community and there's a lot of people who've already solved a lot of the problems you're facing. Yeah, no, I, I did it mostly. Uh, I wish I had joined the community. It would probably would be, it would have progressed a lot faster. Although no complaints, I'm happy where I'm at now. But it, it's basically it's, it's a free built-in shortcut. And it really you should, is. You should take it. And also in the Slack, they have individual uh, state channels. If you were looking to start a meetup with PowerShell, that's a good place where you can start uh, searching out and reach people. I know with the COVID and recent things, a lot of meetups just just went away the the one that we we hosted uh stopped uh for a while i think we're trying to get that back up and running but i I think a lot a lot of meetups which is a great way for people to learn something specific about powershell those went away so if you're interested in starting to bring those back and add more to the community that way that's also another fantastic option let me add two thoughts if i could here uh one so like jordan mentioned a kind of really low tier way to get involved and start contributing to things is just providing feedback, filing issues on GitHub. When you have an issue, you don't need to be aware of how to fix the issue, but if you experience an error or something that doesn't make sense, feel free to open it up as an issue on the project. So other people don't experience it. That's a very low tier way. No one's going to make fun of you for not knowing all the technical details or overlooking something simple that maybe is outside of your uh, current knowledge base. So definitely get involved with that. And, uh, Take a chance. I, I believe this community is really warm and welcoming. Um, second point I'd like to make. When you're asking people about 
PowerShell. And Jordan, you can speak to your experience at PowerShell Summit. When you ask people who are more experienced in a particular topic about something and you ask you know, a good question, are people hesitant to share that knowledge with you or are they overjoyed, happy to teach you, happy to share the knowledge about this thing they've spent so much time thinking about to themselves, happy to share that passion? What, what's kind of been your experience when you ask people? As we talk, mine's mostly uh, Google searches and everything, but uh, who we mentioned earlier, uh, Chris Chris Powell was probably my first mentor. And me having a question seemed to make his day. I've never seen it. He was so ecstatic to answer the questions and, and oftentimes went deeper and beyond what I had even hoped to get as an answer. I think that there's a lot more people like Chris out there than not. So ask people that have been there, they're going to love talking to you about it. Yeah. When you ask them a question, you give them a chance to flex their knowledge a little bit. You know, you can think of it like that. You give them a chance to feel good about helping someone. You give them a chance to learn more by teaching. You know, it's a, it is a two-way street. Yeah, those are my only two points. This is an awesome episode, man. An awesome first episode. Um, it was awesome chatting with you. I've had a lot of fun with this. There's, there's one thing that we need to, we've got to mention. This is about the community. And that means the community needs to be able to reach us. If there's something, if they're stuck on something, like if, if your question is you're not sure where to approach and you want to ask us, I just send an email to PowerShell at PDP.com. And we're going to, we want to add a lot of uh, user interaction as well, where we can, where we either answering questions or can you code it? I think was an idea that we had just anything PowerShell you think you want us to talk about any questions you have, please email that to us. And we will try to get those in to the, the webcast as well. And then please, if you do enjoy this, uh, go to Apple, give us five stars. It helps us a lot. It will help spread the word of PowerShell. We'll hopefully get more people involved in the, uh, in the PowerShell community. Yeah, I think that's our goal is to be a bit of a resource. So it would definitely be helpful if we could uh, get some of those reviews. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening. I hope you enjoyed as much as we had shooting it. And we're going to try to get this going regularly so everyone always, you can always tune in and find something new. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the PowerShell Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plough. You don't want to be messing with them, guys. They are bad news. The PowerShell Podcast is a production of PDQ.com.